This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's do a little MVP Monday and really decide who had the best weekend and bring in Double D to give us the candidates. MVP Monday. No hot takes here. All right. uh, I'm not going to argue that <laughs> at all. Uh, I might argue that he's the greatest soccer player right now, but as far as legacy... You can't deny his legacy. Absolutely. Yeah, like it's on paper. We're not soccer people, but like when there are facts in front of you and his team just won the World Cup, it's kind of hard to argue with. So go ahead and be contrarian all you want. But like facts are facts. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of facts, let's get to the facts of four nominees this week. Nominee number one. Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota trailed 33 to nothing at halftime and rallied to defeat the Colts 39-36 in overtime. Cousins threw for 460 yards and four touchdowns in the win. It was the largest come-from-behind win in NFL history. The win clinched the NFC North Division title as well for Minnesota. Nominee number two, Frank Gore Jr. of Southern Miss. The junior running back rushed 21 times for 329 yards and two touchdowns, setting an NCAA bowl record for most rushing yards. Gore also went two for three, passing with a touchdown as well as the Golden Eagles won the Lending Tree Bowl 38-24 over Rice. Gore's rushing touchdowns went for 64 yards and 55 yards. Nominee number three, World Cup, Lionel Messi. Scored two goals for Argentina and also scored in the penalties as Argentina defeated France 4-2 in penalty kicks to win the 2022 World Cup. Messi scored the first and the third goals for Argentina in the match and won the first World Cup championship for Argentina since 1986. Messi won the Golden Ball Award as tournament's MVP as well. And nominee number four, Kevon Thibodeau from the Giants. 12 total tackles, three for loss, and a strip sack fumble returned for a touchdown in the Giants' 20-12 win over Washington. Thibodeau helped the Giants snap an 0-11 streak in prime time and moved them into sixth 
in the playoff race, needing just one win to clinch a spot in the playoffs. Jakes, who is your MVP? Lionel Messi. Got to do it. Got to do it. This is what he needed, right? This is the one thing missing from his resume. You've heard that a billion times, but it bears repeating. And there are some really good nominees on this list. But what I love most about Messi is that he wasn't just on the Argentinian team that won the World Cup. He was, and yes, Mbappe is right there, but he was, he's still at the top of his game. And they needed every bit of Leo Messi to, to win this World Cup. So it wasn't just him tagging along, relying on his teammates. This was classic Messi. This was performing in the moment. This was with all the pressure of his career and everything he's accomplished. And the one thing he hadn't done was win a World Cup and the pressure of his country and the, the historical figures in soccer from Argentina, all of that weighing on him. And what does he do? He is a virtuoso on the pitch in Qatar, gets it done. Argentina with the first World Cup since 1986. There's no way I was going to go with anyone outside of Messi here. So Messi it is. Yeah, anybody who argues otherwise should be slapped in the face. And I am not even kidding. Like, if you say anybody's uh, like other than Lionel Messi is MVP of this weekend, you are clinically insane. How many world officials and presidents were at the Lending Tree Bowl? Uh, none, because the implications were not nearly as huge as the World Cup. When you're named the MVP of the World Cup, the single largest, biggest sporting event probably in the world, right? Because I know we're not a soccer nation oh, yeah. here in the U.S., but this had world implications. Did you see the celebrations in Argentina? It was just millions of dots, you know, when you saw these people celebrating around these landmarks in Argentina. So it's just the implications were way bigger for Messi than any of the other people on this list. So none of these people even belong in the same sentence as Lionel Messi for MVP of the weekend. This is the biggest layup we have ever had on the show for MVP Monday. Messi by a mile. Wow. I feel like I should get smacked or be called insane. No, no, I'm joking. I'm absolutely joking. Oh my God. <laughs> Double D. No, I'm absolutely joking. It is absolutely 100% messy. Um, right. Jenks brought it up earlier. He did. He wasn't just along for the ride with Argentina. He's the first player ever in world cup history to score in the round of 16, the quarterfinals, the semifinals and the finals. This guy willed this team to the finals and won in penalties against the Netherlands and now in the finals to get where he's at and the relief on that man's face when oh, they man. finally won was brilliant. And at, like you said, Chelsea, you'd be absolutely crazy to just sit here and go, no, no. I think Frank Gore jr. Beating rice up has a better. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. There's no, there's no balance there in life whatsoever. It's absolutely messy by leaps and bounds over everyone else for me at least too i think honestly the only other person you could probably make an argument for is a like you know a far second place is mbappe right i know he lost the game but 
You know, what else could he have done for his team? It's like Argentina beat Mbappe. Like, yeah, I know they beat France, but it was yeah. really them outscoring Mbappe because he was scoring all of the goals for France. So I think that's going to be a long four years for France, despite all of the efforts of Mbappe. But what a World Cup. I don't think this is the... Uh, I think this is the most I've ever talked about soccer in my life. And I actually have a messy jersey. <laughs> I guess I should have worn it today. Uh, yeah. But let's do a little flip side because we here at the Daily Tip love us some negativity. So let's say who had the worst weekend uh, and look down the candidates because there were some good ones, Jenks. We had the Colts blowing a 33-0 lead, a legacy-defining moment for Matt Ryan, oh, who continues God. to blow these huge, huge leads. Like, this was a big one even for him. Like, what's the biggest lead that Matt Ryan had blown before this one? 28-3? Okay, first of all, don't do I, that. Yes. No, no, don't do it's that. It's not fair. I agree. It's not fair. It's what? not like it's easy to because listen, you score 33 it's points. It's a pattern. It's not it Matt of Ryan coaching. is not the only person that play of coaching. Yes. Matt Ryan, listen, if you score 33 points in a National Football League, you should be able to win <laughs> the game. Every single game. Every single game. Every single is there a team averaging 33 points a game in the NFL? No, it's not happening. This is on. Yeah, does Matt Ryan Yeah, but have some maybe of it was from it? the defense, right? Some of those points came from the defense. Like, it wasn't yes, even Matt Ryan. I, the thing is, is that it's unfair to say this is just – people act like he was the only guy playing in the Super Bowl, act like he was the only guy playing on Saturday. He was not. He has a team around him. He has people on offense. He has people on defense. So I get it. I saw some sort of – it was Matt Ryan after the Super Bowl and against the Vikings, and it was a guy carrying a wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow worth of, of – like filled with dirt up a hill, and he gets up to the top of the hill – and the wheelbarrow falls over and dirt falls on this guy's head and he just falls over, rolls down the hill. I'm like, man, poor Matt Ryan, like he cannot catch a break, but it's not necessarily fair to him. To quote Matt in our chat, Matt Ryan is a quote, generational loser. I think that pretty much. No, he is not. He is absolutely not. I swear on all that is good in the world. Do not do that. No, no. That's not fair. Bad coaching. Okay, so I ran this. Bad I ran coaching. this poll on Twitter, and according to the people that follow me or, you know, interacted with this poll, the Colts had the worst weekend, getting 39% of the votes. Uh, the other candidates, the Patriots, who had, like, the single worst play I have ever seen in my life to end the game, in which they did a series of, like, lateral passes on the final play of the game. And instead of going down and going to overtime, uh, it got tipped. And T Chandler Jones caught it, stiff-armed, who was it, Mac Jones? And went into the end zone uh, for the Raiders to win the game. And then the other candidates, the Bucs, who also blew a huge lead. Nothing on the level of the Colts. And then France, who is just probably depressed after the World Cup. So uh, do we think that the Colts are the biggest losers of the weekend? No. I think it's Jacoby who Myers. Is? I mean. Oh, bless him. Yeah, well, you can make it. You can make He's it. He's the one that was crying. He should be crying. That's <laughs> arguably the worst play in NFL history. Look, you can make a strong argument for the Colts because that was a putrid performance, but Jacoby Myers lost his mind. I mean, that they didn't need 
They were going to overtime. There was no reason to do that. And then he throws. And what I love about this, oh, don't even get me started. Like every Patriots player was trying to take the blame instead. Like Ramondre Stevenson was like, I should have never lateraled it in the first place. It was my fault. And Mac Jones was like, oh, no, I I, I, I should have tackled Chandler Jones. No, you shouldn't have. You're a quarterback. He's Chandler Jones. It's not your fault, Mac Jones. This is on Jacoby Myers. I mean, that is of the worst plays I've ever seen. That might be number one with a bullet. It was terrible. There was just no need for that. None. None. Like, is this worse than the butt fumble? Like, I think that's what the, the hot take should be about today. Which was the worst play? The Patriots' epic loss uh, with that lateral play or the butt fumble? Because the butt fumble is, like, embarrassing because a butt was involved. Yes. But my God. Like, it, if there was ever a play where yakety sacks, you know, that duh, 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 like it should have <laughs> been the soundtrack for, it was this. It was worse than the Bad News Bears, and that movie was fictional. I mean, they lost on this play. It's one thing to make a really yeah. stupid play, and you're like, what are you doing? This game was tied at 24. I mean, the, And then Chandler Jones returned at 48 yards. The butt fumble was embarrassing because, okay, it's a butt fumble, but it's not like this was some – this was some momentum turner in that game where they scored off the game. It was just an embarrassing butt fumble. This, it's funny because it's a butt. This is just I, like mind-blowing that an NFL player would make such a boneheaded decision. Literally, are there any other worse plays in the history of the NFL? Like one single play? Leon Lett, maybe. Remember that back in the day in the snow when all he had no. to do was, I know Nothing this is, this is I know you don't. Look up Leon Lett. I believe it was on Thanksgiving against the Dolphins. And all he had to do was leave a ball alone. Just not touch it. And he decides he's going to slide in the snow and grab the football. Touches it. It's a loose ball. And guess what? The The Dolphins pick it up. And didn't they score on that play? I think they did. Forgot the ball oh, my back. God. Terrible. Yeah, what a Monday they're going to be having uh, over at the Patriots. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.